0: didn't realize that's an
1: interesting question you know i've never heard of it from so let's talk about
0: that let's talk about i think
1: you need to come over stand in my shoes agree to
0: disagree hey there it's julie happy holidays we're taking some time with our families this week but i wanted to pop in and just thank you for listening to top of mind we launched our weekly format early in 2022 and it's been really gratifying to see your response One listener who lives in Kentucky wrote to say that he appreciates the way Top of Mind gets him thinking about other people's point of view on complicated problems. I think I've always felt hopeful after listening to the episodes. Never hopeless, he writes. Another person who's a truck driver emailed to say he listens while on the road. (laughs) Quote, I feel like I'm becoming a better, more educated person every time I listen to Top of Mind. And... If you'll indulge me just one more, we have started this new series called Stick With It, where we talk to people about a time they encountered a challenging perspective and chose to lean into that discomfort with curiosity rather than feeling threatened and shutting down. After one Stick With It episode that we aired on the podcast, a listener emailed to describe how she has felt moved to think differently and more deeply about an upsetting experience from her own childhood, involving race and bullying. She writes, I'm still in the process of sticking with my discomfort about my story. I've had some uncomfortable but necessary realizations about my own paradigms. I would love to hear your thoughts on Top of Mind. What's working for you about the podcast? What's not working? (laughs) What would you like to hear more of? And of course, if you have a stick-with-it story to share, please send it along. Our email is topofmind at byu.edu. So next week, we'll be back with an all-new episode about this amazing series of conversations that took place at a time when the abortion debate in Boston turned violent. Advocates on both sides of the issue met secretly for years to try and change the tone of the debate.
2: We were no longer this caricature of pro-life or pro-choice. None of us felt it changed our views on the subject, but it changed our hearts.
0: How to talk about abortion and why it's crucial that we do, even if there's no chance we'll change our minds. That's next week on Top of Mind. Meantime, here's a quick look back at some of the episodes you may have missed that would be perfect, actually, for keeping your heart and mind engaged while you're traveling, prepping, or cleaning. All those things we seem to do a lot of this time of year. For example, if you're worried about running into a friend or relative over New Year's who has political views you just do not get, you might give episode 13 a listen. In that one, we talk to a guy who calls up people who send him hate mail, and he manages to have meaningful conversations with them.
1: What was it about me and what was it about my videos that um, got to you so much that you had to send the message that you did?
0: I'll tell you what, it was one little thing. You called it racist for somebody to say that the black community and the minority community has a criminality problem, black-on-black crime.
1: I do believe that rooting a conversation in the personal is really what allows you to access someone. And, And I say that conversation feels like a dance to the sport of debate. Because it's a dance that feels more fluid. It's an improvisational modern dance, Mm. (laughs) to to specify it. And there's a fluidity to it, and there's um, an organic creative spirit to conversation that feels more rooted in love, whereas debate feels more rooted in opposition.
0: How can you empathize with someone you deeply disagree with?
1: You know, uh, this is a very simple answer, um, but I don't think you really have to try to empathize with them when you engage them in conversation. Empathy just sort of happens when you hear someone's voice and they're telling you about themselves and you're telling them about you.
0: That's Dylan Marin from episode 13 of Top of Mind this season. We did a couple of episodes on a topic that's always top of mind around the holidays, how to help those in need. Episode 20 had some great insight on making sure that when we're helping others, we're really helping and not just doing what feels good.
2: For years, what this community did is um, Christmas Eve mass, uh, all the children would during Offertory, would would um, bring cans and boxes of food that would then get distributed to needy families in their community. Now, we know that random cans and boxes of food, even though they are shelf-stable, are not the best way to um, provide emergency food relief. Cash is better because food banks can um, acquire the food that the families need, and it's much more flexible. But this was such a cherished tradition. There was no question that they were going to get rid of this
0: tradition. Instead, they tweaked it. The rest of that story is really lovely. You'll find it in episode 20 of Top of Mind on your podcast feed right now. And the episode we did about poverty is another timely one that actually had a big impact on me personally. It's episode eight. We learned about an anti-poverty program called Circles.
3: They start off, they come in, and do a 12-week curriculum with us. Basically breaking down systematic barriers of what's keeping them in poverty. We match them up with what we call allies. And this is when the real work starts.
0: The allies are middle and high income people from the local community who volunteer to be a kind of mentor with a circle's participant. They meet weekly to set goals and work on helping the individual who's in poverty overcome whatever barriers they're facing.
3: And what we really want to do is structure a whole new circle around the family. Families that are experiencing poverty, their friends are in poverty. Their neighbors, everybody, their family in. So it's that whole circle that keeps them down. You know, one trying to get out, the other one really don't want them to go. So we try to restructure a whole new circle around them and of positive people to help lift them out of their situation.
0: That's an excerpt from Episode 8 of Top of Mind this season. After we did that one, I actually decided to join Circles as an ally. And the relationships I have made there... Have been a highlight for me in 2022. Grief is another thing a lot of us deal with this time of year. I lost my mom, actually, just before Thanksgiving. And we had just done an episode of Top of Mind about grieving. So I found myself thinking back to that one quite a bit over the last few months. People are so afraid to kind of give permission to the grief to be with the feelings as if the feelings will overtake you. People will say, if I start crying, I'm never going to stop crying. And I say, do you know anyone that's never stopped crying? Like we really are afraid. If we learn to be with it and just notice it, we'll also notice it shifting. And over time, the feelings will come up. They may be as intense or a little less intense, but less frequent. And as I said, special days, holidays, something reminds them. It comes up, and then they learn hand on their heart or breathe. It's okay. I can get through this. That's grief specialist Lisa Athen from episode 23. And while we're on the subject of dealing with tough stuff at the holidays, episode 22 went in-depth on family estrangement. We learned that one in four Americans are currently estranged from a loved one. Reconciliation in those relationships is rare, but not impossible.
3: Many people who reconciled had an aha moment after many years where they decided to pick up the phone. One of the ones I loved the most were two brothers, and they just had had a challenging relationship. Many details, but there were tremendous difficulties. They began to have extreme political differences, and this was before our current era. And finally, one of the brothers, who in the book I I call uh, Fletcher, said, I'm done. I, I just am done with this. This guy is a jerk. I don't need him in my life. And broke off the relationship. And Fletcher then later was worrying about this and thinking about it and wondering about it. And... He went to a church service. His kids were all in town. It was on Christmas. And the person used that time to talk about, uh, this might be a good time to, to, to forgive someone. And he talked to his wife. As he left that service, riding in the car home said, I'm gonna call Arlen. I'm gonna call Arlen after 10 years. Tell him I'm sorry. Tell him I wanna get our relationship back together. He did. They began to converse by phone. They saw one another. He told me, it's not perfect. If I talk to him too long, I still think he's a jerk. But he said, I don't have to wake up in the morning thinking, why haven't I talked to my brother in 10 years? He said it was like carrying a heavy backpack. It was just carrying this heavy backpack around. And now it was
0: gone. There's a lot of really frank advice in that episode about how to reconcile family estrangements, when to try and when it's probably best not to as well. It's episode 22, if you want to look that up. And we've only scratched the surface, really. So I hope you enjoy a little binging if you're catching up and have some time on your hands as the year wraps up. Thanks for taking time to feel the power of thinking again with us in 2022. And happy listening as we roll into the new year. We'll be back next week with that brand new episode. Top of Mind is a BYU radio podcast. I'm Julie Rose. We'll talk soon.